Welcome to AZPM News Daily, a wrap-up of all the day's coverage from Arizona Public Media. I'm Steve Jess. The Cochise County Sheriff's Department is launching a partnership with several law enforcement agencies throughout the state. Danielle Camaro reports the aim is to bring additional law enforcement to the county to help deal with human smuggling and other border-related crimes. Sheriff Mark Daniels says every week a team of 20 to 30 law enforcement officers from agencies throughout the state will come to the county to work with their current interdiction team of five that focuses on border-related crimes such as human smuggling. The county has seen around 400 pursuits in the last two years tied to human smuggling. This is an enhancement from what we've already been doing, but we're bringing in more resources. We had three helicopters work in this detail, which provides more security for the law enforcement out there to include the pursuits that we're addressing, the failure to yields. Officials will fund the extra patrols from $2.3 million that was allocated by the state for local border security funding. I'm Danielle Kamara, AZPM News. A federal judge has sentenced a Tucson woman to 10 years in prison for her part in a 2021 human smuggling incident that led to the death of a Guatemalan migrant. A press release from the U.S. attorney says 47-year-old Sunshine Michelle Betters was severely intoxicated when she caused a two-vehicle collision on the Tohono Autumn Reservation. Authorities found she was getting paid to transport two unauthorized migrants. One of the migrants died in the collision. Before that, Betters falsely believed Border Patrol was following her and increased her speed. At the time, she was on federal supervision for a previous human smuggling conviction. The Arizona Diamondbacks are headed to the World Series for the first time in 22 years. The 2023 National League champs beat the Philadelphia Phillies 4-2 last night in Game 7 of the League Championship Series in Philly. They now move on to face the American League champion Texas Rangers in the World Series. The D-backs lost the first two games of the series in Philadelphia, won two of three at home at Chase Field in Phoenix, and then swept the last two games in Philly to dramatically close out the series on the road. The World Series begins Friday in Arlington, Texas. The University of Arizona made an arrest late Monday night in connection with a shooting threat against the university. Paola Rodriguez reports. The University of Arizona Police Department and FBI worked together to arrest 27-year-old Michael Pyong Cheng Li. The suspect is believed to have made threats via a group chat that contained additional threats to Greek life on Sunday evening. Li is not affiliated with the university and is being held in the Pima County Jail on a state charge of making a terroristic threat. Earlier today, UA Tech Park underwent lockdown following threats made to the Citigroup call center. An arrest was made a few hours later, making it the second threat announced to campus community members this week. A spokesperson from the Office of Public Safety told AZPM News that consistent communication about on-campus threats are part of what the community has asked for and will continue to receive. I'm Paola Rodriguez, AZPM News. Organizations in Arizona will get nearly $3 million from the Environmental Protection Agency to advance environmental justice projects and climate-resilient solutions. Katya Mendoza has more. The agency announced funding for six projects across the state that have been selected through EPA-sponsored programs. Projects in Tucson, Bisbee, Superior, and the Navajo Nation will receive financial assistance to address environmental and public health issues in the communities, 
such as addressing heat severity in disproportionately affected Latino communities and reducing poor indoor quality. The City of Flagstaff will receive funding to create three resilience hubs to service marginalized populations with resources to increase emergency preparedness. Gila County will receive funding to combat urban blight and non-hazardous cleanup. Funding comes from the Inflation Reduction Act. I'm Katia Mendoza, AZPM News. The federal government is sending money to the states to help residents pay their utility bills this winter. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services awarded $3.7 billion for the Low Income Home Energy Assistance Program. Arizona and tribes in the state were awarded $30 million to help low-income families afford their energy bills this winter. Rose Canyon Lake, a popular recreation spot on Mount Lemmon, is still open for business despite some reports to the contrary. Coronado National Forest spokeswoman Star Farrell says the Forest Service recently renewed an order that closes the six-acre lake to swimming and boating, but it's an order that had been in place for years to protect the lake's fish. What we're wanting to do is try to help keep people out of that lake because you could bring in invasive species, you could bring in oils, sunblock, and it could create a ripple effect downstream where we have threatened and endangered species. The lake is still available for fishing, camping, or hiking as long as visitors don't go on or in the water. Farrell explains the lake also serves as a fishery stocked by Arizona game and fish with both rainbow and brown trout. The road into Rose Canyon will be closed later this year, but anyone can still walk into the area. Across the southwest, the amount it costs to have water piped into your home is likely to go up. City utilities have to replace infrastructure that's getting old and invest in new systems that'll help them survive a drier future. Alex Hager has more. There's an excavator digging up the asphalt and a crew in neon vests loading bright blue PVC pipes into the ground. Jimmy Luthi, a spokesman for Denver Water, is watching them replace a 77-year-old water main with a new one. He says the agency is replacing miles of pipe to prevent future breaks. That's really the goal, is to, is to get out and be proactive and upgrade the system as much as we can. He says Denver Water has planned nearly $2 billion in upgrades over the next decade. We plan so far out because we're not not just trying to deliver water for the next few years. We want to be able to continue 50, 100, far into the future. All the expensive work, Luthi says, is worth it. But it does mean water users will see gradual increases to their bills. In Denver, the average monthly bill will only go up a couple dollars a year. But those rising costs are part of a larger trend that's happening all across the Southwest, where cities that boomed after World War II are finally seeing their water systems get old. All of this is very expensive infrastructure. It's concrete, it's iron, it's steel. Catherine Sorensen is the former director of Phoenix Water. It needs to be replaced, and the cost of all those materials, the cost of labor, the cost of doing construction have all gone up. Sorensen is now a researcher at Arizona State University. She says replacing old water systems is the main driver of price increases. But with shrinking supplies in the Colorado River, cities are also putting big money into new systems. They will try to lessen their dependence on Colorado River water or or make that the Colorado River water they do have go further. And that means investments in alternatives that are far more expensive. 
That kind of forward thinking is on display in Castle Rock, Colorado, where underground aquifers are drying up, and water director Mark Marlowe is trying to get ahead of the problem. His department has already spent more than $200 million on securing more water, including new filtration equipment. That is a, a cost to doing advanced treatment and providing that really high-quality water supply. But for us, given the water supplies we're treating, it's absolutely imperative that we have this technology. Castle Rock, a fast-growing suburb between Denver and Colorado Springs, has installed extra sets of rigorous filters that will allow them to cycle water through their system over and over, getting at least three extra uses out of each drop and stretching out finite supplies. Marlowe is standing under huge metal tanks that hold carbon purifiers as he explains how his city's big spending can also be stretched out. Bottom line is you've got this long-term capital plan and you're making sure you're spreading those costs out over a reasonable period of time so folks can afford it. Castle Rock has already modeled out water rates through the year 2065. But not every city has the capacity to plan like that or even upgrade its water system at all. Even in an age with billions of dollars in federal spending set aside just for water utilities, small cities and towns might not have the time or expertise to apply for it. If your water utility staff is three guys in a pickup truck, there's nobody that has time to fill out those forms. They're, they're busy just trying to keep the system running. Manny Teodoro is a professor of public affairs at the University of Wisconsin. He says smaller, more rural communities, the ones that need the most help to begin with, are the least likely to get it. I think the, this federal funding can do a lot of good, but it's certainly nothing close to a solution for the long-term problems. And those problems will be long-term. How each city responds, that will make the difference that shows up on your water bill. I'm Alex Hager. This story is part of ongoing coverage of the Colorado River produced by KUNC and supported by the Walton Family Foundation. And that should catch you up on everything we've covered today at Arizona Public Media. Thanks for listening. When you can't catch our on-air newscasts, you can always get them here. Timely news on your time. Be sure to subscribe to the AZPM News Daily wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Steve Jess, and we'll be back tomorrow. Mm -hmm.